Amen. You grab a seat. How are we feeling this morning, True North? Are we feeling good? Feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm tired. Um, I'm tired, but I'm feeling good. Um, I if, if I feel like you know this is True North. This is still fam. This is uh, the 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 Mullaloo campus. But uh, my name is Riley, and I spend most of my time up at our Merrill campus. Um, and so it's so fun to be here this morning. Uh, but if you if you don't know too much about me, I have a wife named Tay Tay. Um, that's actually her birth name, Tay Tay. Like they didn't do Tay. No, it's Taylor. Um, and and we have a daughter, Evie, uh, and we're moving to London in a couple of weeks as well. So there's a little bit about us, and uh, I'm really excited to, to share with us this morning. I'm all hyped up from Imagine Conference. Can we just get a quick show of hands? Who was, I heard everyone clap before. Is this genuine? Yes. I feel like there's, a, there's, a, there's less hands than there were claps. I think people were just really excited about Imagine Conference. Um, but... I'm super excited to get into the Word this morning, and what, I, what I'm looking at, what we're looking at this morning is, you know, it's so much speaking to me in my life and where I'm at at the moment that, you know, I just wanted to share it with us all, and I, I truly believe that, you know, this, this Word is, is for all of us, um, and so my encouragement to each and every one of us this morning as we look at this Word, as we dive in, that we would be expectant for God to speak to us, that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't just sit there uh, and, and do church like we do every week because I feel like sometimes we can just get into a rhythm of coming to church, coming in and leaving. But as we sit here, as we open this word, that we would be expectant for God to breathe new life into us, that God would speak to us and move in us. Because I believe that as we look into this, he has a plan and he wants to work. Uh, I'm excited for it. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. amen. Oh, and by the way, my daughter's not sleeping at the moment, so I'm a little bit tired. Uh, but I have a question for us. Do we, has anybody ever had a goal or something or, or set out to do something, had a bit of a vision for something and set out for that thing, but then somewhere along the lines, it could be three quarters away, could be halfway, could be just after you started, but you, you find yourself on this goal, on this path, and then as things kind of start to change, you, you give up a little bit. Is, is anybody, can anybody resonate with that idea? You know, a couple, couple, couple things in my life. First one, running. Now, I want to be the kind of guy who can, who can run a marathon. Like, I, I caught up with a buddy of mine. His name's Ben. Everyone knows Ben. Oh, not everyone knows Ben, but lots of people know Ben. He's a sporty guy. He knows, he knows how to do it. And so I've, caught, I've said to him, I was like, man, I want to learn how to run a marathon. I want to be fit. I want, I want to not have a dad bod. I had a dad bod before having a baby, and now it's just like built on that dad bod. And so I'm like, I just want to get fit. Like, I want to be healthy. I want to run. And so I said to him, I want to do this. But what I find, I have this goal of becoming fit and running. But every time I lace up my shoes and I walk out the door... And I get 100 meters down the road, I'm like, nah. I start to focus on the fact that it's cold, it hurts. I hate running. I can start running. I'm like, why am I doing this? I hate it. Like, I genuinely loathe running. And so I'm running, and I start to focus more on the fact that I'm running rather than the fact that I want to run a marathon. I want to be fit. And, I, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm giving up on this thing. Like, can anybody resonate with that? You know, for, for a lot of people studying, you know, I, I, I do a bit of study myself and I, I find I sit down at my computer and as I go to study, I'm like, yep, I, 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 I want to learn, I want to write this assignment, I, I want to be better, I want to better myself. But I open my computer 
And I have this awesome goal of, you know, being smarter. Um, and then I see the little Netflix tab that I've saved on my thing. And I just go, I'm a little bit behind, uh, behind the rest of the world on this TV series. I think I just need to, I think I just need to, I just need to watch it. And then I'll do my study afterwards. And then it's like two in the morning and you're like, well, it's too late now. Better luck tomorrow. But you start to focus on your reality. And then as you're in your reality, you're just kind of like, no, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. And you, and you lose sight of that, that goal ahead. Maybe one other one. And uh, it's just hit into the next financial year, but it's tax time. Is anybody fine? I feel like you sit down to do your tax return or tax bill. Uh, and <laughs> as you're doing it, you're like, you start thinking about money. And then as you start thinking about money, you start thinking about the things that you could buy. And then all of a sudden, you're online shopping. <laughs> and you bought new shoes. And you're like, yeah, boy. How often in life do we have goals for things that we want to do? We have things that we set out on, some visions for our life, some, some things, some, some little goals, some big goals. But as we start on that goal, we begin to lose focus of what that goal really is, and we start to focus on our reality and what gets hard and, and what can be a struggle. And we, we, we kind of steer away from that. And I want to look at a, a story in the Bible. It's a very, it's a good place to start. Um, it's, a very, uh, it's a very famous story. It gets, it gets used a lot. But I, honestly, as I've been reading this story and getting really deep into it, I feel like there's just, there's so much goodness and so much to be learned from this single story. Uh, and, and I really want to, I want to get into it with us this morning. But it's, if you've got a Bible, uh, it's Matthew 14, uh, verse 22. It says this, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. Now this is just after he'd done the feeding of the 5,000. He'd just done an amazing miracle. He'd, he'd fed all these people. Uh, but it was time to say, all right, peace out, we're done now, uh, we're going to go. And so he sends the disciples off in the boat uh, and as he's dismissing the crowd. And after that, uh, he, after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Uh, later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. That's pretty cool. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Understandable. But, then, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Now in this moment, Jesus saying, it is I, that's an echo of the Old Testament. That's the echo of, of Yahweh, the great I am. He's saying, I am, this is me, I am here, I am, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus here, you know who I am, but I, he, he was revealing himself in this moment. He's like, I'm God, I'm here, and I'm with you. He says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then Peter, I love Peter. He's a little bit cheeky in this. He feels like he needs to call Jesus out. He says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. So Jesus says, cool, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Peter literally is walking on the water. It's amazing. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped, saying, truly, 
you are the Son of God. I love this story, and I love, I love so much about it. And what, what, I, what I first want to look at, and what this so clearly says to me, is that when God calls something, the call doesn't change. So Peter, he stepped out on the boat. He's in the middle of the water. There is no point in time between Peter getting out of the boat, Jesus calling out to Peter. There was no point in time between then and him sinking that the call from Jesus ever changed. It was always the same. It said, he said, Peter, come. But, but, but it, he, he ended up sinking. But what I, what I see about this in my life and for every one of us is that when God calls, the call doesn't change. And I truly believe as a, as a fundamental truth, I believe for each and every one of us, God has a calling for all of us. He, he's calling us all to something. First and foremost, God's calling us to follow him. He's calling us to be Christ followers, to be, to be his disciples, to live lives that say, God, you're in charge. God, I'm following you with every part of it. That first and foremost, he's calling us all to that same thing. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. amen. And so he's calling us all to the same thing. But then as we follow him, as we give our lives to him, as we pursue after him, he invites us to specific things. He invites us to, you know, specific careers, to study certain things. Uh, sometimes he puts names on our hearts that he wants us to go and, and share the love of Jesus on. Sometimes he, he calls us to go and, and spread love in our workplaces and, and, and share who Jesus is in our work. He, as we follow him, he invites us to specific things. He gives us callings in different directions. But the thing about this, the thing about following God is the truth of it all is it's scary. It's not easy. It's scary. Whether it be following God, just in general, that's scary, saying, God, you are the Lord of my life. Like, you are, I'm following you, I'm giving everything up to you. That in itself, taking control, trying, well, we don't have control, but we think we do sometimes, but saying, saying to ourselves, I, I don't want to be in control anymore. God, you're in control of my life. That in itself is scary. But then as he calls us to do things, as he says, hey, I, I, want, you to, I want you to go and, and tell, some, tell this person about who I am. And then you're like, yeah, but that person might beat me up. It's scary. But the call doesn't change. The call's always the same. If, if God calls us to it, it's the same. Now for, for Peter, for Jesus, as Jesus is saying this to Peter, as he, as he, as he calls him out, Onto the boat, it's scary. But Jesus didn't call out to him. He didn't say, uh, Peter, oi, see if you can walk on the water to me. He doesn't say, she'll be right, mate. Just come on out. He doesn't say, just come, see how it goes. It was firm. He said, come. And that call never changed. That call, did it, that call stayed the same. He said, come. It's scary, but that's what faith is. That's what faith is, following God. If, if, if Jesus was on the other side of the room, and he called out to Peter and said, Peter, come. That requires no faith. But there is a faith that as we follow God and we, we have faith that we know that call doesn't change. No matter where we find ourselves in, that call always stays the same. It can be scary, but we've got to have faith. And so we understand this idea, right? Can I get an amen to that? We understand the call, it just doesn't change. So if we live and we, we live with this understanding, knowing that the call doesn't change, how uh, how, do we, how do we live uh, following God, following the call from God 
with this understanding. Now I want to take us, I want to take us back to this picture of Peter uh, uh, walking on the water, and it's an amazing moment. It's awesome. So Peter's on the boat. He's standing in the safety of the boat. And Jesus is out on the water, and he calls him out, and so he's like, yeah, cool, I'm ready to go. And so he steps off the boat as this first call from Jesus. That's the first step of faith. That's an amazing moment. He's like, yeah, I'm here, I'm in, I'm ready to go. And he steps off the boat literally into a miracle. He's walking on water. That's an amazing moment. And now as he's walking on the water, he's walking inside of a miracle, eyes locked on Jesus, as he steps out off the safety of the boat into the call from God, and he's walking out in this amazing moment. But why did Peter sink? Peter didn't sink. We know it wasn't because the call changed. I imagine Peter just standing there, and as he's, and he's walking on water, he begins, to, he begins to take his focus off Jesus. And he begins to focus on the water lapping on his feet. He begins to focus on the, on the waves that the wind is creating, the effect that the wind's having around him. You know, I, I think you could think and imagine you look, he could look back and he could see the boat bouncing up and down in the water. He could be looking around and realizing that it's dark and that if he fell in the water, he would die. He, might, he, he, he didn't fall in the water because the, the situation that he found himself was greater than the God standing in front of him. He fell in the water because he took his focus off God and off the call from Jesus and onto his reality. If we're going to live lives, that we're going to follow God and, 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 and live the callings that he has out on our life, we need to choose our focus. We need to choose to focus on Jesus and not our reality. Because when we focus on our reality, it consumes us, it takes us in. And so I want to look at a couple ideas of how can we choose our focus? How can we actually have focus? What can we do to focus, keep our focuses on God? And the first thing uh, I want to I look at is people. To, fo- to, to have a focus that is just completely on God, to choose to focus on God, we need people. You think about Peter as he's walking on the water, I... I the Bible doesn't say anything about uh, the disciples talking. But you can imagine as Peter's doing that and he's following out that calling, if the disciples were behind him saying, come on, Peter, you got this. You can do it. It's okay. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It might have been a little bit different. We need people in our life. We need people around us to, to focus us towards God. The reasons why I'm friends with John is not because uh, we play footy, not because uh, we have good vibes and good lols all the time, not because... Not because we had babies at the same time, literally like a week and a half apart. Not because we had our own radio show. Not because we do youth ministry together. All these things. You know, sneaky plug. I don't do radio anymore. I miss it. (laughs) Just flexing that one. (laughs) Not because we're getting matching tattoos in a few weeks about good vibes. No, I'm joking. We're not doing that. (laughs) The call doesn't change. None of these reasons is why we are such good friends. It's a bonus, but the reason why we're such good friends is because John's the kind of person that focuses me towards God. He never focuses me onto my reality. He never focuses me onto the struggles that I find in my life. He only ever focuses me towards God. We need people around us that focus us 
on God and who He's calling us to and the things that He's calling us to. We need people that we trust. I'm a massive uh, believer in mentors. I truly do. I truly believe if, it, if I would not be anywhere near I am today if I didn't have people in my life that I said, I trust you and I value the things that you say and I want you to have authority in my life and I want you to mentor me and steer me towards God and steer me towards these things. We need people. We need accountability. We need people in our lives to say, this is who I want to be. This is where I want to get. This is the goals for my life. I need you to help me get there. Along the path, ask me questions. Help me to get there. We need people to stay focused on God. And the second thing is church, being a part of church family, being a ch- part of the church. Uh, so often uh, I hear people say, I don't, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And, that, and that's true. You don't have to be, uh, go to church to be a Christian. But the truth is, if we're not a part of the body, if we're not a part, it's so hard to stay focused on God if we're not a part of His people living on earth, trying to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. How hard is it to stay focused on God when we're not surrounded by the people? When if, we, if, we're, only, if we're only church here and there and, and we come in and out, if we're not a part of the body of Christ moving forward and advancing on this earth, we need the church to help us to focus on God. Can I get an amen to that? The third thing is Imagine Conference. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, sneaky plug. Nah, it's too late if you weren't there. But for so many of us, we were there and we loved it and it was amazing and, and it's back next year. But the reason I bring it up is not because I'm like, should have been there. The reality is I truly believe there are times in our life where we need to set time aside and we need to prioritize space in our life to say, I'm going to wholeheartedly put this aside. I'm not going to do anything else but focus on God. We can do everything. We can have people around us. But if we don't set time aside to prioritize and say, I'm going to pursue God with everything I am for this period of time, it, it, it can be hard. It can be easy to lose focus. That's one way that we can, we can choose to focus on God. And the other one, I believe this one is, is, is the ultimate. It's the, it's the, um, it's the creme de la creme. It's, 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 it's fundamental for choosing to focus on God, and, and that is daily drawing close to God. Being a follower of Christ, following God, or following anything that he has on our life, we can't do that. We can't say, yeah, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm all in today, but not choose to seek after him every day, day in, day out, and say, God, I'm pursuing after you with every part of my life in every day. It's waking up in the morning and saying, God, I'm here. What would you have for me? God, would, how would you speak, me, speak to me today? Would you lead me today? It's drawing into his word, the living word, to say, I want to be, be growing. I want to be advancing. I want to be getting better in who you are and who you're calling me to be. It's a daily commitment. Just like a marriage, just like a friend, just like whatever it might be, it, it takes daily commitment to have that relationship with God for him to, to keep our focus on him. Can I get an amen to that? We've got to draw close to God. I'm going to invite the team back up. We have to keep our focus on God and what He's calling us to do. And I mentioned a little bit earlier that this, this message, uh, this, this word, it's speaking to me, and I feel like I'm living a Peter situation at the moment. Uh, I said before that uh, my, me and my family, we're moving to London in a couple of weeks for a year. Uh, and that's hectic. That's crazy. And I remember... The first time that uh, 
I remember sort of hearing about this opportunity and going, oh, this could be for us and, and starting to pray about it and starting to think about it and really feeling the sense that God had called us to go do this thing. God had called us to go uh, take our, our little family. Evie will be six months when we go and we'll go and we'll go on this adventure and it's this, it's this big deal. And I remember this first moment of feeling that call from God, just like Peter, I was on the boat, I was in the comfort of, of where I'm at and in the comfort of what my life looks like now. And I remember, I remember thinking, I remember hearing that call from God clearly and just going, yep, yeah, cool, I'm off. And I took that first step of faith. And I was like, I'm in for this. And then as I started walking and saying, yes, God, I'm following you, I'm being led by you, would you lead me in this? And I'm going on this calling that you're calling me to. And then I started to face the realities of the wind and the waves. I come to realize that I've got to tell my friends and my family that I need to leave. I started to realize that I've got to do budgets. We talked about tax before, it's all the same. What's a budget? How do you spell it? Is there a Dina? I don't know. You start to realize you've got budgets. You've got to wrap up your stuff at work. You've got to get visas. We don't have visas yet, by the way. But we got faith that it's going to happen. We got faith that God has called us. The calling doesn't change. Doesn't matter what our circumstances look like. That is the reality that God has called us. And and I'm living. I feel like I'm living this at the moment. I feel like I'm in the midst of the waste, but there's only one thing that I can do. There's only one choice that I have, and that is to focus on God. Focus on the calling from God and where He's calling us and leading us to. And I remember as I started to get a little bit stressed about this, I was a little bit frustrated. Visas were confusing and hard, and um, budgets were almost non-existent. And I was thinking to myself, I turned to Tay and I said, I just, I don't understand. If God calls us to this, why does it have to be so hard? And she turned back to me and she said, just because God called us to it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But that's the reality. We can't focus on our wind and on the wind and the waves. We can't focus on our circumstances and the reality that they can. Because if we do, we'll begin to sink. It'll begin to consume us. But we have one choice and that is to focus on God. So I have a question for us. I have a question for you, uh, where you're at in your life. And it's just simple. What are you focused on? Are you focused on your reality? Are you focused on what's hard? Are you focused on being out in the middle of the water? Because if God calls us to anything, in, 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 when we're in the boat, he can't, we can't question it when we're in the middle of the water. So what are you focused on? Because let me encourage you, we just simply cannot do anything that God calls us to if we're looking at the wind and the waves and not on the face of Jesus. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to sing this song again, New Wine. And, and that's my prayer for us this morning that, you know, it doesn't matter if we feel like we're in the crushing, in the pressing, in the struggles, if we feel like we're out in the wind and the waves, God is calling us to something. He has new things for us. He has, He's calling us to follow Him. He has an amazing and abundant life that He's planned for us, something greater than we could ever ask, dream, or imagine. All we need to do is focus on God. Let me pray for us. If you want to stand, actually, and I'll pray.
Lord, we thank you that you that you call us all. We thank you that you have a plan and a vision and purpose greater than anything we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. And God, you call us all to step out of that boat. You call us all to walk out on the water. And Lord, all we need to do is we need to keep focused on you. We can't be focused on, on what our reality looks like, what our struggles might look like. Lord, we need to focus on you. And so my prayer for every one of us here this morning, that as we, uh, as we think of this idea, as we, as we think about what it means to focus on you, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, that you would realign us to being focused on you, that you would show us the areas in our lives and the things that we need to do to go, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to be focused on Jesus. I can't be looking at that. I'm only looking at him. I'm only looking at you. We praise you, God, and we thank you that you are going to move in this. We thank you that you want to uh, work in this in our lives. So as we go out into our weeks this week, Lord, will we just live lives that are purely and utterly focused on you and focused on the face of Jesus. We praise you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's sing.